Welcome to The Code, your guide to health and human performance. I'm your host, Dr. Andrew Fix from Physio Room, a performance-based rehab facility here in Denver. On this podcast, we're going to explore the key areas of your life that impact your overall health and wellness, from sleep hygiene and stress management to nutrition, movement, relationships, and more. We bring you conversations with industry experts and top performers to share strategies they have for cracking the code on health and human performance. Now let's get to today's show. What's going on, guys? Dr. Andrew Fix back for another episode of The Code. I'm super excited to be talking to two of our clients here. Um, I know they've worked with multiple people on our team at Physio Room, but I've had the pleasure of working with them quite a bit, uh, Rihanna and Alex Kaminsky. To give a little bit of background, and maybe they'll go into this, I believe it was in the fall, maybe October of 2020, that I met these two. They came into our office after an event, after a bike ride event, to do some recovery things. And I had the chance to chat with them. And then they ended up becoming clients in our office. And we've just had the opportunity to become friends. We've done some things outside of the office. We've done a Tough mutter together. And uh, these two are just really cool people. And I'm stoked to have them on the show. So, uh, Ree, will you go ahead and do a brief introduction of yourself? And then we'll kick it over to Alex after that. Hello, hello. Thank you for having us. I'm Ree. And my name is Rihanna. But I go by Ree for short. And I'm 27 years old, and I'm from Denver, Colorado. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks again for being here, Ree. Alex, how about you? Do a brief intro for us. Yeah. Hi, everyone. My name is Alex Menti. I am Ree's younger little baby sister. Um, I will be 26 here shortly. Um, but yeah, also from Denver, Colorado, but just recently moved to sunny Florida. Awesome. Awesome. Now. I would love for you guys to basically maybe just expand on the story that I, I said just a little bit ago of this rocket ride, bike ride that you guys did, sort of like how how we got to know each other uh, almost almost two years ago now, which is kind of crazy to think about. And then, um, and then you know, however you guys want to paint this picture, I'd love for you guys to sort of like share your story. And then I want to talk all about Get Real and the business that you guys have started. Uh, it's super exciting. So. Um, you know, what made you guys sign up for this rocket ride, bike ride that uh, I then had the opportunity to meet you afterwards? Yeah, so I think, you know, life has a funny way of, you know, kind of putting you in the path of meeting different people and doing different things. And it's all crazy how it works out. But um, so Rhea and I were on a weight loss journey, which I'm sure we'll get to um, in a little bit. But this was kind of at the not the tail end of it, but we had already lost a significant amount of weight. And, um, you know, we were just doing, doing different things, trying to challenge ourselves, get out of our comfort zone. And um, my boss at the time, um, she was putting on a annual um, bike ride race for her um, late husband who, um, who had passed away. And so it was a 33, 33 mile bike ride. Um, so she was a, an avid biker. Um, so some which way or another, Dr. Chris and physio room got kind of involved with the race in, in some kind of manner. Um, mm -hmm. But they were physio room was offering, hey, you know, if you do this 33, 33 mile, can't say 33, my goodness. <laughs> um, if you do this 33 mile bike ride, come into physio room for a free recovery session. Um, so Rhea and I at the time were kind of starting to understand the importance of not only just working super, super hard in your workouts and your fitness, but also with the recovery piece. Mm -hmm. So we took full advantage of that. And we said, hey, let's go find out what they're all about at Physio Room. And we got the opportunity to sit down uh, with Dr. Andrew and um, kind of talk about our goals and, and where we started, where we were now, and what our, our goals were for the future as far as fitness and you know health and recovery. So um, that's kind of how it all started. So Yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. I remember, um, I don't remember if it was me or someone else on our team who like helped you guys get set up in the Norma Tech recovery boots. But I actually remember, I, I think I had like a cancellation or something on my schedule. So I actually didn't have a client at that time when you guys were in the office. So I just hung out and talked to you guys for a few minutes and, you know, got to know a little bit about you. And, um, and like you, Alex, just alluded to, you know, you guys were on this weight loss journey. 
So, Ree, would you, I know you guys have had interviews, you've been interviewed on, you know, the Doctors TV show, all this stuff. You've been a huge inspiration for a lot of people, but I know it does, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's been easy along the way. So, will you sort of like share that story with us a little bit of, you know, what you guys sort of went through? I know the pandemic maybe sparked some of this stuff, and um, I know you've shared um, a lot of the story with me before, but I think it would really just um, strike a chord with a lot of people who might listen to this. And I think it would be awesome for you guys to share that. Yeah, of course. Thank you. Um, the crazy thing is, is that when we actually did going to, to the bike ride the year before, we didn't do the biking. Mm -hmm. We walked a 5K. And we were 300 pounds the year before walking this 5K. And it took me way over an hour. I was like the last person walking. So from the year prior, being walking this 5K for the rocket ride race to one year later, biking the 33 miles with Alex together. That's just amazing. And that is amazing. I'm really proud of us for doing that. Yeah, and you should be. We also jogged the 5K twice that second year. That second year. Oh, awesome. So that yeah. so the first year you guys did it, that would have been, was it in the fall still or did it get moved? Okay, so it was in the fall of 2019, right? And then we met you after you did it in the fall of 2020. Yeah. Yeah, wow. That's amazing. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so basically, um, Alex and I, we grew up in Colorado and we actually grew up playing competitive basketball. So we grew up as athletes and we grew up practicing one, two, three hours per day. And uh, we were what we would call ourselves to be in shape. And then um, once we graduated college, we uh, put all of those working habits that we got from sports and practice and we put that into our job. Mm -hmm. um, so what we ended up doing was going a little bit overboard and uh we ended up sitting in the office all day every day and we went from in shape to i would say morbidly obese uh in a very very short amount of time so in about a period of two years two three years um i went from you know 160 pounds 190 pounds and i got up to 298 pounds that's what I saw on the scale. I was probably higher than that, but I didn't weigh in when I was. And um, same thing with Alex. We were both in a similar job setting and she packed on the weight in the same amount of time as I did. And she got up to 330 pounds. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Alex, anything else from your perspective to sort of like share on that? And then, and then, you know, after you say what, what you want to say, I would love if you, I don't know, would share like you already mentioned, Re, you were putting a lot of focus and effort, energy into your work. You're doing jobs that you probably wouldn't um, describe as very physically active, a lot of time on the computer, in the car type of things. But like if you had to not blame, but if you had to say, hey, these were probably a couple things that likely led to this happening, like what were maybe some of those habits or or things that that you think led to led to that time period happening? Yeah, I think it was really one thing at a time and one thing that kind of led to another. Mm -hmm. And that, that's kind of when you don't really realize that it's happening. And then suddenly you look back two years and you're like, oh my gosh, I've gained 150 pounds. Mm -hmm. So it was the things like, you know, maybe at the beginning we had good intentions and we were, you know, we were eating relatively okay, not anything crazy. Um, but maybe we kind of started working out less and less and less and eventually over time spending more and more and more time at the office, you know, spending that Saturday at the office instead of spending Saturday out, you know, playing tennis or golfing or, you know, doing literally anything else. Um, and then, you know, then over time, eating habits start diminishing. And so mm -hmm. just those little things that start to add up really quickly. And then yeah. all, you're gaining weight rapidly. And then, you know, your life is kind of turning into this 
place where you're like, whoa, how did we get here? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I, you know, I love and I appreciate you sharing that because I think this is something that a lot of people go through. I remember maybe a year ago hearing a statistic, um, you know, this was like a year and a half into the coronavirus pandemic that the average American, wherever, wherever these, you know, these statistics came from, I'm not sure. But I remember hearing something that since COVID started, the average American had gained like 30 pounds or 29 pounds or something like that. And that was about, you know, maybe a year and a half into it. Um, And of course, that number varies from individual to individual. But if we just say on average across the country, people gained 30 pounds. I mean, well, that's a lot of weight gain across the country. So um, now... Ree, I know you are working in real estate. Alex has changed jobs a couple of times from when I met you guys to now. But, um, you know, I think a lot of people have similar jobs where they're either tech related or they're computer based. So what are you what are you guys doing now? Ree, you're, you're still working in real estate. Alex, what's your job looking like right now? Yeah, so I um, my my history is in home building um, and I ended up back in home building here in Florida, which I'm super excited about. So I'm working in purchasing. Basically, I negotiate contracts um, with all the subcontractors, manufacturers, and suppliers, and all that stuff to help build our houses. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah, but again, it's, you know, kind of a desk job situation. And I think it's really important, like just with the change in mentality of just like my mindset is a lot different now than it was before. And I do things like prioritize taking breaks, taking walks, you know, working, putting in a hundred percent effort in working hours and not pushing myself over the limit of, you know, working, you, you know, things happen. You sometimes you have to work late, come in early, things like that, but not making that a habit and really making sure that I'm focused on things outside of work um, to kind of really help balance me out. And, um, you know, yeah, really, it, yeah. it sounds so corny because it's like that work-life balance but like it really truly is so important and even if it's not the popular thing to do mm-hmm. um i think once you kind of start leading by example people will kind of they'll kind of make fun of you at first for oh you're taking your you know lunchtime walk but then they're going to start to you know hopefully catch on so yeah yeah and i think you know like you had sort of mentioned it it's not one thing that led to gaining weight well, it's also not one thing that leads to, you know, working to get it back off. It's a series of a lot of little things that over time add up. And whenever I talk to clients or or anyone, not just clients, about either gaining weight or losing weight, it's it's exactly what you said. You don't notice it from day to day. Like from Monday to Tuesday to Wednesday, you can look at yourself in the mirror and you don't notice really that you've like gained any weight. You might feel like, bloated on a day or something like that, but you don't truly notice like, Oh, I've gained weight in these last 48 hours. You notice it when you look at pictures from six months ago to now or nine months or, or whatever the time period is, it takes bigger chunks of time to really notice those things. Um, because nobody's gaining like 50 pounds in a day, right? That's impossible to do. So, but it's also the same thing on the flip side. And I know you guys will probably talk about this, about how it wasn't one thing that that led to you guys going on this transformation back the other way. It was a series of a bunch of little things that snowballed in a positive direction to to sort of like go back, go back the other way. So, Alex, you mentioned that like your mindset is different now compared to what it was before working in your job. Re, have you gone through sort of like a similar thing, like where your priorities and what your mindset is about how you're working and how you're taking care of yourself has probably changed quite a bit? Yes, 100%, total 180. Oh, there's my notification. Ah, Sorry. That's all right. Um, my mindset has also shifted, same as Alex's. I mean, we were absolutely miserable and we didn't realize it. Over time, we stopped communicating and socializing and doing any hobbies at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the little things that we added and started, you know, doing things that you know, we found interest in or doing things outside of our comfort zone. We started improv school in downtown. So that was a commitment outside of work that we had to go to. So we physically had to take ourselves out of work and go to improv school. And that was a big step for us um, in the beginning of our journey, for sure. 
And yeah. so those those doing starting to to do those little things for ourselves and realizing how much happier we were outside of the office snowballed into us wanting to do that more for ourselves. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it is like you guys sort of mentioned, and I I would say I'm similar in the, you know, you're a young professional, you know, post-college getting in your career. And it is very easy, I think, for people to let some of their, you know, fitness habits or lifestyle habits kind of slip because they're putting so much of their focus on, I'm trying to grow my business. I'm trying to scale or grow in my career, or I'm trying to do well in this company that I'm a part of or whatever that is. And, and then, you know, five days of work per week turns into six, turns into seven, and you're working in the nighttime, you're working in the weekends. And um, it's easy to just let things kind of go that direction. And then the same is true for, you know, I hear this a lot where maybe someone has a family, and then all of the time that they used to maybe spend on themselves is now all dedicated towards their spouse, their children, their whatever, and no time is given to them, right? Well, it's it's not a coincidence. It's of course easier said than done, but there's a reason that on airplanes you're told to put your own oxygen mask on first, right? Because if you can't take care of yourself, you're not going to be able to take care of someone else, your child, your spouse, or whoever that is, um, because you can't pour from that empty cup. So, um, so yeah, it's it's something that I think a lot of people really really struggle with, and. Um, Will one of you sort of, I don't know, take us take us to and sort of explain to us, okay, you went through this period of time, post-college, you're working, you gained weight that you weren't planning to, expecting to gain. At what point did you, you know, make a decision that, hey, something's got to change and you guys started to put the pieces in place to start to create that little snowball effect the other direction, like where was that like light switch kind of moment? It's funny because like it wasn't necessarily a light switch moment. Yeah. And I think we kind of touched on this earlier about like first we signed up for improv school and then, you know, we kind of just started doing things. Mm -hmm. And then it was like kind of a more gradual kind of shift. Like we kind of spent the entire you know, 2019 year of like, just trying to get into a better headspace. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. while we weren't necessarily 100% on that nutrition piece, which is arguably like the most important in weight loss, um, we were working on getting our mind there. And then once we were kind of out of our rut, and we were kind of feeling back to ourselves, mm -hmm. that was when we were really able to make that jump with the nutrition. And we were, we were, not to say that we were ready, but that was the point where it was really going to stick because mentally we were in a good place. We knew that we could, we knew that there was more that we could do. We knew we had goals. And so we just kind of looked at each other and we were like, okay, like, you know, like it's time right now for us to dial in that nutrition piece. Yeah. What and were some that of that did happen, okay. both of us together? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was a moment. But I would say like the year and the two years before that, it was just gradual change of habits of like, hey, like we can do, we can do this. We can be athletes again and like just doing little things. But there was one moment like after we've have been doing that for about over a year, we were on the couch and we both looked at each other and we said, OK, we need to do this starting tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. We did and we didn't look back. Yeah, no, you, you know, I've, whether it's on social media or whatever, I mean, I've seen pictures of the work that you guys have put in. Of course, I've had the opportunity to work with you over the last year and a half, almost two years. Um, and it's just been amazing to, to see and hear about your guys' transformation. What were some of the, uh, Alex, you mentioned that like the nutrition piece you feel like has been a, uh, arguably the the biggest piece that you guys have changed that you think um, has contributed to a lot of the changes. What were some of the main, um, you know, nutrition changes or implementations, things that you, you guys feel like you've done um, that have helped you to feel better? Yeah. So the very first thing that we did was we started the whole 30 program. Mm -hmm. And if you're not familiar with it, brief overview you go 30 days of eliminating 
dairy, grains, sugar, alcohol, soy. Um, I think that's it. Um, but essentially the purpose is that you take those out for 30 days and then you kind of reintroduce those items one by one to see, you know, if you have any kind of sensitivity to certain ingredients or, or things like that. Um, but what, what it really did for us was it really taught us how to fuel our bodies, not only just for performance, but just in general. We have, Rhea and I have struggled with food and eating and that whole relationship literally our entire lives, as I'm sure many of you have as well, um, which I've learned through sharing our story. Um, we struggled so, so bad. And I personally never really understood that correlation between, hey, if you eat this like processed food and, and this heavy, you know, filled with artificial stuff, like you're going to feel bogged down. You're going to feel like you don't have any energy. And I never really put that together until we started the whole 30. All we were eating was, you know, fruits, vegetables, um, meat, and like just nothing processed, just like whole, you know, whole food. And I never felt better. And, you know, at that time you start reintroducing things and you're like, oh my gosh, like I didn't realize that after eating a cheeseburger, like, yeah, everyone tells you growing up playing basketball, it was like, yeah, I don't eat a cheeseburger before you play, but I always did anyway. And it was kind of, it was fine. And I never, never really correlated that. So it was like kind of this amazing, like, aha, like, oh my gosh, like what you eat really truly does have an impact. And it's not just for sports. It's not just for working out. It's for daily life. If you Mm -hmm. eat better, you're going to be able to put better effort into your job. You're going to be able to put better effort into your family or friends, or you're going to have all this energy and it's going to be amazing. And so um, definitely really have to credit the whole 30 for kind of helping us through that um, because we, we focused on using that not just as a quick fix for weight loss, but really in a way to help us understand food and, you know, our relationship with it. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't, I don't love to use the term diet. Um, do you remember what it was that made you decide to try to start the whole 30 as opposed to some other type of, you know, program, like one of the bunch of other quick fix type of things or, or anything else that's out there? Do you, do you remember what kind of like, made you say, I think we're going to, we're going to start the whole 30 and this is why. Yeah. I had actually done it before in high mm. school, um, which at that time may have not been used for the correct purpose, but I kind of knew what the idea of the program was. So I was familiar with it. i had had success with it in the past mm-hmm. and I knew that that was kind of going to be the way that would kind of help us at least kickstart what we knew we needed to do. Yeah. That makes sense. And, you know, I think, I don't know which one will air first. And I I feel like I say this on a bunch of these recordings because I have so many things recorded and awesome conversations, but, um, I recorded an episode called the code to nutrition and no matter what sort of diet or lifestyle program that you subscribe to from a nutrition standpoint, at the end of the day, the main theme that seems to run through all of them is eat whole foods eat real foods. So, and it doesn't matter if, you know, you are talking about eating meats or you're talking about plant-based, you're talking about being vegan or paleo or keto or whatever, the more you can eliminate a lot of these processed additive, you know, things that will sit on the shelf for forever and not go bad, generally speaking, the better off you're going to be. So, so yeah, that's one thing, whether it's the whole 30 or anything else that I absolutely agree with you, Alex, that it's kind of to me like you don't know what you don't know. There was a period of time where, mm, what year was this? 2016, around Easter time, I started like a, it wasn't the whole 30, but a similar kind of like, I was like, I need to change what I'm doing, you know, stop drinking all these new beers and trying all these IPAs and all this stuff. Like I had gained some weight that I didn't want to, and I wasn't happy with what I saw in the mirror. And then over the course of a 30 day period, I lost about I don't know, 10 pounds or something, but I was still eating. I didn't change my workouts very much at all. Like I was still working out pretty much the same frequency and intensity that I had been. I just changed what I was eating. And largely it was like, I didn't drink alcohol. 
except for like one sip of a beer for 30 days. Cause I just wanted to try this new one that I hadn't had. And my friend was having it, but basically I like avoided processed stuff for the most part for 30 days and just was more intentional about what I was eating. And I felt so good during that time period. And I didn't even know that I wasn't feeling good. Right. And like my skin felt better. My nails felt better, like all this stuff. And I didn't even know I was feeling bad at the time. And then all of a sudden I just felt better. And I'm like, Oh, this is what feeling good feels like. And I didn't even know it. Exactly. I definitely agree. We, I had the same exact feelings. Like we'd come home and my head would just feel so heavy and I didn't realize it until it was lighter again, how heavy it was when we got home. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So Okay. So, so speaking of that, what other things? So you changed how you were eating, right? You started the whole 30 program. And then, you know, I know you guys have spent a lot of time doing different types of fitness things. Like other than just this ride, you've attended a variety of different gyms and facilities, but like, okay, so you started the whole 30 program and then what other like habits and things did you really start to layer in and put into place? And what was that transition like? Because I know, you know, day one, when you just said, Re, we looked at each other, we were sitting on the couch and said, we need to start this tomorrow and really like ramp it up. You know, you weren't doing things at the same intensity that you're doing them now. Right. So like, what was that kind of transition like of building things up? Yeah, I mean, we once we started, we went we went for it. Yeah. So we actually, um, like six months before that, we joined Choose Fitness mm-hmm. in um, Highlands Ranch. They just opened a new location and um, we didn't go very often. <laughs> um, and then in 2020, we went every single day and they have a class that's called team training and it's an hour long and you do 30 minutes of treadmill rowing. And then 30 minutes of strength, endurance, power, TRX, Mm -hmm. different movements, movements that we've never done before. I mean, we were not, I wasn't even able to put myself into this TRX contraption. I wasn't able to, you know, touch my toes or do a sit up. And it was embarrassing for me being a competitive athlete growing up to now being put in this gym environment that I'm typically so comfortable in. Yeah. I felt like I I did not belong there at all in that class. Um, but the coaches became like family to us and they mm-hmm. they saw us and they looked at us. They, they didn't ignore us. They wanted to help us. And we showed up every single day mm-hmm. to that class. How did you how did you battle or how did you handle some of that? Because I know a lot of people have that same feeling, you know, whether, whether they've gained weight or not, you know, if I know a lot of people battle this idea of I'm embarrassed to go to the gym, I don't know what I'm doing. So I'm afraid to go because people are going to judge me. Um, and of course, you know, being someone who pretty much for most of my life, since I started lifting weights, I've never, you know, I've never not had consistency in the gym, but I never look at somebody that way. You know, I look at people sometimes through my physical therapist hat and, you know, look at movements that they're doing. And maybe I, I like, I want to help them correct the movement so that they don't have a higher risk of hurting themselves or something like that. But I never in my life, I don't remember a time, like looked at someone and said like, Oh, well, what, what are they doing? They, they don't belong here type of thing, because you're just like, happy that they're in there pushing themselves. And, you know, you, I think it's awesome to see people in the gym, no matter what their fitness level is like, I'm just glad that they're there doing it. But how did you handle some of that and get and get over that to allow you to keep showing up, which ultimately led to the results? I think there's a couple of things to that. And I think the first one is one understanding that for me, I was like, okay, it is what it is. I look like what I look like. I can lift what I can lift this, you know, it's just reality. This is what it is. No matter how much I want it to be different, that's not the case. So just accepting that was the first thing. And then 
I think something big, just not only in the gym space, but in life in general, is just the understanding of that if someone is out there worrying about what you're doing or judging you or looking at you, um, first of all, they're probably not. But second of all, if they are, then that has nothing to do with you. And so just kind of taking that understanding and not feeling any type of way about it and just letting them think what they want to think is a big part of it. And then, um, yeah, and I think the last thing, like, if there's people out there that are, you know, worried about that kind of thing, my advice, I would say, I would highly, highly, highly recommend getting into, like, that group fitness um, environment. One, I think it's great. Like, I know it almost, like, seems scarier than going into the gym and just doing your own thing. But I think the benefits are, like, tenfold because – one, you're going to learn all these movements, all these exercises and workouts mm-hmm. that you can do, you know, even when you're not in class. And like the camaraderie that happens in those classes is you, it's like something else. It's like you yeah. can't even explain it. And every different, you know, whether it's the yoga group or the Zumba group or the CrossFit group, yeah, everyone there is like so welcoming and everyone's just, just trying to push themselves and the instructors like you said too, like they're, they're just happy that you're there. Like they are, they want to help you. They want to help you. However, you know, you want them to help you and how, how they need to help you and they'll push you and encourage you. Um, so I think that is a big thing that, I don't know, I think over the years has become a much more welcoming, you know, group fitness has become more, more with a better dynamic, I think. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of like my biggest advice is to like to do the group stuff. Yeah, I think you are totally right. I think um, if you're starting out and you know you feel like you don't belong or or whatever, you're afraid someone's going to judge you. I think whether it's a group setting, whether it's a personal trainer, like having somebody that is there, kind of like coaching you, someone to help hold you accountable because you're going to show up for that because of somebody else. You know, we're more likely to do things when someone else is counting on us than just ourselves, and. I think that's one of the reasons that the group exercise setting is so successful. It has it has less, in my opinion, to do with the workout and more to do with the other people in the camaraderie and the, you know, kind of like the team atmosphere. If you think about like kids and students are often on teams, they're playing sports, whatever, whatever that might look like. Most of us as adults, we don't have that, right? We don't have a team unless you're, I don't know, playing softball or something, but like most of us don't have a team that we're like participating in outside of like the workplace, but that's what a group exercise environment provides for you is other people. It kind of feels like a team. You're there pushing each other. Um, even though you're not necessarily competing against each other or competing against other people, like in a other teams, but it provides that same type of a, an environment. And yeah, I think, I think that's one of the reasons why we see so many different types of group exercise facilities, whether we're talking about, you know, orange theories or F45s or yoga studios or the classes at choose or here at lion's den. I mean, there's endless numbers of these types of classes and they're successful for a reason. And the, you know, I think that's the thing they all have in common. Yeah, we absolutely love group fitness, um, especially growing up playing basketball. It, it's just the perfect fit for us so we were really happy to find choose and obviously we did it together Mm -hmm. um so that was also helpful too having each other yeah now when you guys got into the habit of going to those classes like many times a week or every day um were you guys going on like a morning routine or an after work routine what seemed to work the best for you two for me it was definitely mornings i went at 5 a.m. every day for probably like six months. Yeah. <laughs> and then it set me up, you know, to have a good day because I put my my time in for myself and then I could go for a walk later in the day and enjoy, you know, the afternoon sunshine. Mm-hmm. And I just got in that habit, um, like you said, but most of our journey, it's so funny because it was during the pandemic. <laughs> So there was like a big chunk of time where a lot of these gyms were closed or we were wearing masks running on the treadmill and we showed up and we, we made it happen. 
What's going on, Code listeners? Dr. Andrew Fix here. And I want to tell you about our friends at Element. Element makes a tasty electrolyte drink with everything that you need and nothing that you don't. That means the science-backed electrolyte ratio of sodium, potassium, and magnesium, and none of the junk. No sugar, no coloring, no artificial ingredients, no gluten, no fillers, no BS. And that's why I use it. I've been taking Element for two years now, and I absolutely love the stuff, and I wouldn't want to exercise without it. For all of you code listeners and friends of Physio Room, Element's offered a special to you guys, and I want you to take advantage of it. Go ahead and visit drinkelement.com slash physioroom. That's drinklmnt.com slash physioroom to receive that special offer. You're going to get a free variety pack with any purchase that you place, and uh, I can't wait to hear what you guys think about it. Thanks so much. What did you do when, when the pandemic started? And the gyms did have to close for like two months or or whatever. Because I remember my wife Erin and I moved here to Colorado uh, towards the end of May, and gyms had like just recently reopened. I think they were closed for about two months, but they were open by the time we moved here. Of course, with masks and everything. So, how did you keep your momentum going during that during that stretch when they did have to close? We looked at each other and we were like, we have to keep up what we're doing. We have to stay focused and we held each other accountable. So we went to hundred percent working from home, which, you know, is when a lot of, a lot of people kind of started to get some bad habits going. We said, okay, like, here's what we need to do. We need to get up, you know, in the, you know, mid morning, lunchtime, afternoon, like we need to get up, we need to go for a walk. Like Mm -hmm. we're not, you you lose a lot of like just steps and movement and all that when you're not like getting up, getting dressed, getting ready, driving and walking to the office, like just like that minimal movement. Like you, you lose a lot of that when you're just, you know, commuting yeah. from bed to desk. Yeah. It's um, not very so, many steps. <laughs> yeah. So we definitely, we made sure to get out three times a day for just like a, a walk, like a, I think it was like a 10 or 15 minute walk. Um, just, you know, when we found a good stopping point at, at work and then we made it happen with like Facebook live workouts. Mm-hmm. Um, one of our trainers was doing like boxing, you know, lives and choose did some live series. And we just, we really, we kept it scheduled into our day as if it was previously. Like if we were like going to 6am class, we were like, okay, well, what time is the live today? Okay. It's at nine. Like put it in the schedule. Like we're going to do it mm-hmm. and just really making that the priority because work was going to be there. We were at home all day. The computer's there all day work, whatever we need to, but you need to focus and make sure you get that workout done. Yeah. Yeah. I think that prioritizing and scheduling what is important to you is so, so important because we all have many, many things that we have to get done and many, many things that we have to do, whether that's work, family responsibilities, whatever. And it's so easy to save things for like, I'll do this workout when all my other stuff is done, but are things ever really done, right? Like there's always more that you could do, you know, more that you could prepare more that, you know, more work time that you could put in, especially when you're working from home and there's not really like a, Oh, you know, my, all my coworkers have left the office. I suppose I should leave too. You're just there doing it. So speaking of which, um, you know, if you're, if you're like me, think things are like never done, right? Like we're on this lifestyle fitness journey. It's not like, Oh, there's a, there's a start point And then there's an end point. Like it, it doesn't end, right? We're, we're all going to continue living and hopefully taking care of ourselves. But at this point in time, from when you two started to lose weight and get it back off that you gain, how much have, how much weight have each of you lost at this point? And then I want to slowly like take that conversation into you guys have built a community around this journey. You guys have started a business brand, get real. And I want you guys to then, you know, sort of tell us a little bit about that, but how much have you lost at this point? So I lost in total 110 pounds Mm -hmm. and I have kept it off for over a year and a half now. Amazing. Yes. And I lost a total of 125 pounds. And um, 
yeah, you know, if you fluctuate a little bit here and there, but sure. you know, better part of, you know, what, almost two, two years now. Um, yeah. Been able to, you know, keep it real. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So dur- during our whole 30 adventures and our starting to work out again, Alex and I started sharing what we were eating and what we were doing. And we started documenting all of this on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how we started, you know, getting comfortable sharing ourselves and, hey, accepting like, this is what I look like. I'm going to put it out there and accepting that. And we started sharing, hey, we're doing the whole 30. Here's what it is. Here's what we're doing. And here's our results. And we shared our recipes and what we were eating with everybody. Um, and especially during the pandemic, it was great um, to share that with people and, and, and you know, in, maybe inspire people to, you know, get off the couch and do it with us. Yeah, absolutely. Now, um, prior to that, you know, obviously you're putting yourself in front of a camera on YouTube. That makes a lot of people nervous. You know, we're on camera right now. And I think... I think as I've done these podcast episodes, uh, I think we're like, you know, 30 something episodes in now, you know, it's easier to have these conversations than it was on number one. And it's still harder for me to have the conversations when it's just me talking. It's easier to talk to you guys or talk to any of our other guests. But I imagine uh, if you're like most people, that was probably a little bit, you know, intimidating at first to just like be on camera. But it sounds like the feedback from people was probably pretty positive and it maybe motivated you to just like keep wanting to do it more. Yeah. I was not expecting. I was like, I didn't think anyone was even going to watch the videos, which was fine because we were just kind of doing it for ourselves. But, you know, we started to kind of gather up, like people would reach out to us like individually and be like, Hey, I watch your videos or you know, our friends would be like, Hey, like my dad watches your videos or, you know, like just, just crazy stuff like that. Like we were like, we had no idea that all of these people were watching our videos. And so it was super fun to just like, kind of just be ourselves and and not make the videos for anybody else. Like, so we weren't trying to please anybody. We were just mm-hmm. kind of having fun. And then that really resonated with people. And that's like, so true to us and how we always talk about you know, get real and just being real and being genuine. And, um, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, And that's, that's definitely the best way to go about things, right? Like if, if people aren't going to resonate with you or accept you for who you are when you're being real, then, you know, that's probably not, not the best person to have, have in your life or worry about really what their thoughts or, or opinions are, You've sort of, both of you, I've sort of mentioned that a time or two already in this conversation about like, at at the end of the day, or at a certain point, you just need to accept what reality is, accept who you are. Uh, now, that doesn't mean we don't have things that we could all like improve or change for the better or anything like that. But if something's out of your control to change it, don't worry about it, right? Just accept what is and then move forward from that point on. And if somebody else's thoughts or opinions or judgments or whatever don't serve you, well, then just, you know, it's very hard, but brush those off. You don't need those in your life and move forward with the people who, who want to come with you. Like if somebody's judging you or giving you their thoughts or opinions and that person either doesn't support you or they're not doing something or on a journey that, that you want to do, like they're not where you want to be. Well, then it, then it doesn't really matter. If you're not in the arena, then then it doesn't it doesn't really matter. So, um, Ree, will you tell us? Alex just started to, but like, what is get real? Alex is wearing a sweatshirt, but you know, I see this on Instagram. I see this online. Ree's got a necklace on right there. I've got a cool shaker bottle sitting at my house that says "Get Real" on it. But like, when did you guys decide to start that? Where did that come from? And what is get real? So. <laughs> we did not plan to do this. And again, just like our whole entire journey, everything just kind of happened and fall in, fell into place mm-hmm. at the time that it needed to. Yeah. Um, so Get Real, first of all, is um, a play on both of our names. So I'm Rihanna and my nickname is Re. 
And Alex, obviously her nickname is Al. So Re and Al together makes real. Um, so we started out with our YouTube channel. We had the Real vlog. And then we started doing all of our videos and just arguing with each other and having fun. And at the end, we would we would somehow get to the point at the end of the video and we would say, get real. Mm -hmm. And um, my friend Ginger, she is an artist. And Alex had her draw up, get real. And Alex put it on this necklace and she gave it to me for my birthday. Cool. And I opened it up on my birthday and I was speechless because it was so cool. And me and Alex looked at each other after a while and we were like, this, this is so cool. We have to put this on stuff, on, on other stuff, yeah. on all the stuff. <laughs> so it was not planned at all. But thank you to Ginger so much for drawing this out, um, which is now our logo. Yeah. Um, super cool. Yeah, yeah. You guys have. Oh, go ahead, Alex. Sorry about that. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, kind of what Get Real is and, and what it started out as and what it's transformed into is, you know, just us being ourselves, being real, being genuine. And that was a big part of our journey and how we were able to find that acceptance in who we were. And that is what allowed us to make such big improvements to ourselves um, and end up losing the weight, changing our lives. And so just we, as we shared with everyone, it was like, what's your secret? What's your secret? How did you do this? It was like, hey, like, get real, like, be yourself, accept yourself, put in the honest work, don't kid yourself and, and don't sell yourself short. And that's how you can make any kind of change to be any kind of make any improvements, become a better person, whether it's fitness or at work and school and parenting. Um, it's just about being the most authentic version of yourself. And like Andrew was saying that like the people who, do, who don't accept that or, or judge you for that, like those aren't your people. And so we really found our, our people and we encourage you know, everyone to, to find the right people who, who celebrate that realness. And so that's, that's kind of the, the whole meaning behind it. And so that was super exciting for us to kind of be able to put out there onto something and not just say it ourselves, but it was like, Hey, like it's on this water bottle, like, right. You're working out and like, you just have this constant reminder of like, why am I here? Like get real. Like I just, I need to be myself and, and good things will happen. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And it's, you know, it's been so cool to see you guys like start to create this. And I know there's like a Instagram page and a website and everything like that, like for these things. Um, and I know it resonates with a lot of people and I use that shaker bottle that you guys gifted to me all the time. Um, I love that it's insulated too. That's very cool. But, um, but like, how has that been? Of course, you guys in the types of business um, that you sort of work in, you already have a very like entrepreneurial type of, especially like in the real estate world and stuff, like, you know, you've got to put in the work to be successful. But how have, how has that been now having like your own thing that you created and now you have a shop and now you have clothing and um, I know my wife uses your workout bands and you know, what, what has that journey been like? I am so grateful because we have met so many people that we never would have met. First of all, by starting to play tennis, mm -hmm. um, and joining a tennis group and meeting so many people. Um, I'm grateful that we are confident to share our story because then these amazing people that we meet, they're comfortable to share their stories with us. And you would have never known, you know, what these people are going through if you hadn't shared your struggles and what you'd went through and how we got there. And it's inspiring to see, you know, everyone in the tennis court, you know, wanting to support us and, and purchasing our tank tops and our crop tops and our sweatshirts and our ball caps. And they want to support us and they they feel inspired by our energy and our positivity towards life in general. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And you, you guys do bring quite a level of positivity and energy in like pretty much every interaction that I've had with you guys, which is really fun. Um, I mean, it, it basically sounds like to me, this was probably harder early on, but maybe not as hard now since you've had the experience, but you've had to demonstrate a lot of vulnerability, sharing your story with people and, you know, being real and just accepting who you are, be vulnerable, share what's going on. And then when you do that, it's amazing how it sort of like brings down the barrier oftentimes for a lot of other people to have the space to do the same thing back the other way, which then you create quite a bond a lot of times when that happens. Yeah. And it, it truly is like Rhee was saying, like the people that we've met, but like not just with tennis, but with, I mean, even like, it just seems like when you are authentic and true and real, everything just falls into place as it should. So whether that's the people you meet, the places you go, the businesses that you start, like Mm -hmm. none of these things, it's just, it just feels like it falls into your lap, but it's because of the work that you're doing internally is why those things start to work out. And that's why those people that you meet and the relationships that you build are start to work. And Mm -hmm. it's, it sounds like super like philosophical, but it's like, nothing's, nothing's truer. Like when I was struggling with, you know, self-esteem and confidence and I didn't want to share and I was afraid to be vulnerable. Like I, it just felt like I was working so hard for things to work or to try to get that promotion or try to meet that person or get my, my foot in the door in here. But as soon as you just kind of, you know, I don't, I don't even know what metaphor I'm going to use for that, but as soon as you just like let your guard down and just, and just be real and authentic, then, then those things, they just happen for you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, If she, I don't know how much she listens to this podcast, but if Aaron listens to this and she's heard this story a lot of times, that's the exact same thing that happens so often in relationships with people. You know, if you're out there working really hard to try to find the right person, how often do you actually find them? I don't know, probably not that often. You're going on all these dates and all this stuff. So when I met Aaron, I had uh, I had just recently moved from the suburbs of Atlanta, Georgia, up to the suburbs of Chicago. Uh, I know people love to say they're from Chicago when they're really like from an hour away, but I was in the suburbs. And, you know, at that point in time, I think I met Aaron nine weeks to the day that I moved to Illinois. But who's counting? But anyways, um, <laughs> you know, just like so many people. I had been single for a long period of time and I wasn't like, I basically made the decision, Hey, I'm new in this state. I'm not going to like try to just meet people. I'm just going to go do my thing and just live my life and work and do my fitness and not like, I don't know, not try to find somebody or like not try to set up a bunch of dates. And then boom, we meet and nine days later, we're out on our first date. And then now we've almost been married three years. It's it's pretty cool. But, you know, the same thing happens in everything else, whether it's in business or whether it's in in life or, or whatever. Like as soon as you just start doing the little actions that would result in in results instead of like trying so hard to get the result, just do, do the things that would lead to it. The results are going to come. That's amazing. I love that story. <laughs> It's fun. It's fun to uh, fun to share. But, you know, this conversation with you guys has has been awesome and it's going to set the tone. I mean, the day is only just getting started here. It's 10, 1030 where I'm at. So um, but what I would love for you guys to do is sort of share a little bit about like what your um, what your journey or what your life's looking like now. Like I know you were you said you were going to team training every day. Alex, you just moved from sunny Colorado down to sunny Florida. Um, Thank you for taking on the humidity for the two of us here in Colorado. But like, what are you guys doing now? I know you play in a lot of tennis, Alex, you're playing golf, but like, what's your guys routine like these days? Well, I have definitely, I think Alex and I will both say similar things. Um, We have definitely changed up our training styles. Um, because we do play tennis and we're very competitive. We want to win and we want to get better. Um, my workout routine is a lot more strength based now. 
versus at first we were doing a lot of cardio. We were doing some trail running, walk, a ton of walking. And we were doing those um, team training classes. But now I do just a ton of walking outside. Mm-hmm. And I also do strength training, but it's in a group class setting. Mm-hmm. So I love the group class setting. I will never not be in a group. Yeah. Which I'll add is hilarious because <clears throat> when she was first opened, I started going to the group classes and I was trying to get Rita to come with me at this time. Of course, we were both like over 300 pounds and she was like, no, no, I won't come. I won't do it. I'm not, I'm not in shape enough to go to the gym. Like I'm not going to do it. And I was like, you have to come. Like, I went to the movie room, the dark movie room <laughs> on the elliptical. Eventually we got her into group class and she never looked back. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. I don't think I knew that part of the story. It was, like, it was like three months you were doing them. And I don't know how you were doing them. I was doing what I could. Yeah. And it took me three months before I finally joined you. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. That's amazing. What about you, Alex? What are you doing now that you are settled down in Florida? Yeah. So it's been, it's been fun. I've been here for about two months now, a month now to where I'm actually living. Um, so I've been able to kind of get saddled a little bit. Um, so yeah, I'm just kind of really getting into a good routine with work and I found a great place to play tennis and I'm checking out the golf courses around here and a new lifetime just opened up right down the street. So I'm really focused on right now, um, aside from, competitive tennis because that's like a big thing that I'm into but I think for me right now I'm really really focused on just like falling back in love with the process Mm -hmm. and not working for a result because the last year has been a little bit crazy for me I think especially just with transitioning from a job and moving like I've kind of I've had a lot of lot going on and a lot of you know break in routine and mm-hmm. I'm a person who is like ah, like you know like I wasn't working for a while and it's like oh you have all day but then you're like well why didn't I work out today yeah. um so just kind of like falling back in love with like just like what it does for you and 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 not not just like oh I'm going to the gym just you know because I want to lose weight or whatever like going back to you know, like thinking about how it makes you feel and thinking about like, I'm my happiest and I am my best when I'm doing, you know, A, B, and C. Mm -hmm. And so just remembering. So I think for anyone, like when you're kind of in a rut or when you're in like transition mode, just thinking about like, get back to the things that make you feel your best. And that's, what's going to help you get back into um, like that good groove. So I'm just kind of working on that right now. Just like, okay, like, just doing all the things that I love to do. And then knowing that whatever else is next is gonna, gonna be next. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. And I'm right there with you. I'm, I'm pretty, uh, big on having routines and, you know, I think, I think I do best kind of like you just said, when, when I am just a little bit more busy because it forces me to have to schedule things in it, you know, there's less, open space wiggle room oh i can i have all afternoon to get this done like you know obviously there's a point where it's a little bit too busy and then that causes some stress of trying to get things done but when things need to be scheduled it um i think i'm a little bit more effective because then i just make sure i dedicate the amount of time that's necessary to things and i try just like you guys said to you know schedule the things that are important to you first because the work is always going to be there and you know, we're always going to, going to be, uh, forced to get those things done anyways. Now, what I would love to do as we sort of wrap this up is give you guys a minute just to share like, Hey, where can people find you? How can people get a hold of you? If something that you said, or that we talked about kind of resonated with them and where can people follow up with you after they listen to, uh, the closing of this podcast? Yeah. I mean, we're pretty much everywhere. But our website where you can find our shop and all of the clothing and accessories that we sell is www.getrealshop.com. And we are on Instagram at getrealshop. 
and you can connect with both Alex and I there. Um, yeah, we're all over social media. We're everywhere. Awesome. And we love, we love talking to people, interacting, um, with everyone, sharing stories, sharing advice and, and all that good stuff. So we love making friends. Um, we're very social people. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. I think anyone that tuned in to listen to this or if, or if you caught the visual of this, you obviously would see that come through and hear that come through. But uh, I have had such a pleasure chatting with you guys. And I know I will continue to to talk to you and see you soon. But thank you again to everybody that tuned in to this episode of The Code. Be on the lookout for Re and Al and Get Real Shop on the internet, Instagram, whatever that might be. We'll share all those things in the show notes for you guys. And um, we will catch you next time on another episode of The Code. Have a great day. Thanks so much.